Welcome to the Progressive Patriots Podcast, the show where military veterans come together to speak on the issues. We strive to unite the nation under a common banner of forward progress for all people of any color and creed, even those with whom we don't see eye to eye. Remember that the panelists are speaking on their own perspectives and do not represent any candidates, elected officials, or organizations unless explicitly stated. With all that out of the way, let's get right into it. Thank you for listening. Got to summon my radio energy. All right. Welcome back, dearest listeners, to the Progressive Patriots. We haven't been canceled yet. So I'm starting to think that this cancel culture shit is a lie. But what do I know? Um, I'm joined today by Bryson once again, and a new addition. There's a scent of Moises in the room. Well, hey, what's up? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Moises Montalvo. I'm a United States Army veteran. Uh, I was a human intelligence collector and an Arabic linguist, and uh, I work for Common Defense. Very cool. Uh, and I do organizing full-time, so yeah. And uh, for disclaimer, like you're not here in an official capacity or anything like that. You're just here shooting the shit with us. I am just here chilling with my friends. Yep. Yep. Okay, so let's get into it. It is currently just after 1900 on October 5th, um, just like the uh, NPR podcast do. And I want to do this, set this up for ourselves. Is uh, things are things might be different by the time you hear this. Actually, on that note, I had a, I was updating the outline from when we recorded last week, and I had it updated, and I thought things were ready to go, and within like an hour, Kevin McCarthy was out of office. It's completely okay. ridiculous. <laughs> that shit came with a quickness. Not, not necessarily surprising, but uh, we'll get to that in a second. <clears throat> so let, I want to start really quick with one healthcare topic, the... So Medicare had the pharmaceutical companies were trying to fight Medicare in court, blocking their ability to negotiate drug prices. Right. And um, Judge uh, Michael Newman refuses the the appeal. And uh, his uh, the way that I summarized it was, if you don't like it, then uh, don't supply Medicare. Okay, bitch. Bye. Because that's pretty much how he laid it out for them. It's like, nobody's making you supply Medicare. So if you don't like the negotiations, leave. We'll find someone else. So the free market, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? (laughs) Maybe they don't like it so much when it works against them. Probably not. Mm. Man, that I think it's good, though. I like what... Something that I like that's happening with this is that when... Insulin got capped. That uh, a lot of the pharmaceutical companies capped it across the board. They didn't make it only for Medicare. Just insulin's thirty five dollars. Bittersweet, I guess, because like you, yeah, you could have done this the whole fucking time, but you didn't. Blows my mind. I the whole idea. Okay, so 
this is going to sound off topic, but it's not off topic. Okay. One of my pet peeves in life in general is pharmaceutical ads. Because <laughs> we... <laughs> they're, they're fucking crazy. Well, like I watch TV and I'm watching sports and I'm a big sports guy. I watch a lot of boxing and basketball and I'm watching sports with my kids and there's some pharmaceutical ad and we're the only fucking country where that's a thing. Really? The only, yep. the only fucking country that that's a nope. thing. These, these negotiations that we're going through, we're the only country that that's a fucking thing. Yep. Like we, we have set ourselves apart with this asinine system that is absolutely benefiting no one but then oh, sit around oh yeah but it's it but we sit around and pat ourselves on the back when we negotiate a lower drug cost for something that should be free yes yeah uh yeah free at the point of service because the favorite oh well your taxes are higher no no kidding yep i'd rather pay taxes and not die yeah same same I would Same. rather pay taxes and for my neighbor to not die. I don't even know yeah. my neighbor's names. I don't care. Same. Hey, hey shout out to the VA, right? It, no kidding. I know that I'm really fortunate in that regard that I'm covered by that. Um, uh, kind of a side note on the advertisements thing is say, similarly, I watch a lot of boxing. A lot of uh, some very good friends of mine are in the UK and Australia. So sometimes. <clears throat> We are watching it together. <clears throat> of course, we all paid for it, but we're we're all watching we're watching the fights together. And then, if it's on like ESPN or something, and an ad comes on for uh, some kind of medicine, they're they start saying like, "Where? What the fuck is wrong with you people? Why are you? Do, why do you do this to yourselves?" Yep, I really can't tell you. And like watching their commercials, it's like I don't know. It's like being like Bizarro World or something. Is uh, uncanny valley kind of. It's really similar, but not quite. It's kind of weird. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I do. I do a little bit of sim racing, um, and some of the guys I race with are, you know, either Aussies or Kiwis. Um, it seems to be a lot of racing in that side of the world. Um, but I, I have a similar experience. I mean, these guys just are absolutely baffled. Yep. I mean, just it's a joke to them they they thought it was a meme they thought it was a joke <laughs> they 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 see stuff on my feed and they're like dude that's for real yeah. like no no that's 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 for real yeah side effects may include death oh no. god so, so weird let's move on though i got two things both of them are from california both of them involve uh governor newsom so first thing is that he raised the minimum wage specifically for fast food workers. The California state minimum wage is $15.50, which is higher than any other state in the US, mind you. But for specifically for fast food workers, it's up to $20 for them. Um, they established a thing called the Fast Food Council, which has a requirement that employees must be on the board in addition to you know franchise owners and managers and stuff. So that working conditions and like uh, periodic raises can be discussed, like you know, from both sides of the spectrum. So that's pretty cool. I think that's a good move from from Newsom there. But yeah, on the other side of it, there's one. Uh, there was a bill that passed through the California legislature that would allow for striking workers to get unemployment uh, protections. 
or benefits. And he vetoed that. Some int some interesting notes that I saw in that was the the unemployment benefits like the program in California is about $20 billion in debt. So he cited that as his reason for the veto. And uh, the only states that offer unemployment benefits for striking workers are New York and New Jersey. So that's mm. what's going on with... Uh, there's a little bit more later for on uh, Newsom, but for now... This is just, this is his work inside of California at the moment. It, it's kind of weird. It's like a like give and take. Yeah. My my first question: Why just fast food workers? Um, I think when he was being briefed on it, he was learning that a lot of full time fast food employees are like primary providers for their households. So it's okay. like you know single moms, uneducated like no good work skills or whatever or profitable work skills valuable i don't know what word we want to use there but so he wants to help them get okay. have a have a better shake and even still like in la or san diego or something that's 20 dollars is still not a lot yeah the one good <laughs> thing that can come from that is other industries they can look at that and be like hey they're making 20 dollars why am i not making 20 dollars yeah they might start like can i start demanding things can i start <laughs> advocating for myself at, at work you know so it's good see but but this is where we're start like splitting hairs man like why why one and why not is, everyone else yeah exactly like why is okay so mcdonald's burger king all these corporations that can already afford to pay these employees that much anyway I really don't get it. Like, what's the incentive? Like, what's what's the incentive? Like, it's it, it, do you have somebody who's working at a, a menial, shitty job that's just as equally as horrible as working in fast food, and they also are a single mom, like you a know what hotel I mean? maid or something? Yeah, I was gonna just I was just thinking about the hospitality industry. Like, you know, you've got people who do that um not only that fast food workers okay let's talk about servers yeah let's talk about let's talk about tipped employees oh you know? okay man. tip salary is like, so stupid oh yeah but we want but we want we we don't want to discuss tip salaries that are two dollars like, yeah verifiably based in racist history like yeah. we can prove that like right now yeah uh but but nobody wants to talk about that nobody wants to have that discussion they want to they want to pitch the McDonald's worker against the factory worker for 15 bucks an hour or 20 bucks an hour when, you know, there's other people getting screwed for, you know, far less. And here's and, and the other thing about that that makes me like almost cry on the inside a little bit is how many tipped workers argue for tips because they feel that. Oh, but I get to take home more cash at the end of the week, and they don't understand the economic it, the difference. Well, it's immediate need. I yeah, need the money exactly. right now. I can't afford to, you know, wait till the end of the week or something. I don't know. That's my thinking on it. Man, I was I, I was looking at this half full. Now you now you lowered the level of my cup here. <laughs> could it be? Could it be? This is just like a like he's throwing a bone to the left. For I think it's like a future presidential yeah. run. 
I think oh, you got spoiled. Well, spoiler, that's what we were going to talk about with him later. Oh, no. Oh, no, we can, no, fuck it. Let's get into it because we're talking about Gavin Newsom pretty much. So he specifically came out with, I, well, I wrote it down as endorsement, but it's everything, it's an endorsement in everything but Nate, but word, but term. So he's endorsing Biden for 2024. He's He made it very clear, I am not getting into this. So, but the expectation is 2028 is going to be a Newsom run. And so he's going to be facing off with uh, Harris, Kamala Harris, two governors, Michigan's Gretchen Whitmer and Pennsylvania's Josh Shapiro. So th- those are the hopefuls for four. Those are some fucking titans right there. Four years ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. He's like... setting the stage now. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of how it works, right? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, Would it be wrong of me to say just primary Biden? (laughs) Like, I'd love to see just a primary field. Like, I... Yeah, that's me. Actually, speaking of primary fields, uh, Representative Dean Phillips of Minnesota has uh, stepped out of his leadership roles on committees in the House. And he is preparing a presidential bid. So, Dean Phillips, champion of the oh, people. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And on also, the Robert Kennedy is the uh, his support pack is they've done the, like they're doing the research, they're doing the market research, and they're trying to make the case that Robert Kennedy as an independent is going to pull more votes from trump than he would from biden that's from a zogby strategies bryson what do you think dude i got a weird vibe from him when we were at the at the iowa state fair robert kennedy like gave me a really funky vibe i don't know why i don't know what it is about him he strikes me as very strange his people super into him though the people we yeah they were really into him and they brought up they brought up points that I think a lot of people on the left uh, can get behind, and I think that's part of the weird thing. Like he seems entangled in both parties. Yeah, he and has thinking, broader appeal, or you know, he can play both colors there. Yeah, I mean, I guess the easiest answer is I don't like him. Um, I think he's you know just like the rest of them. Um, he's just playing the the game, the you know the power game, but. I think he's kind of, he's definitely not helpful when it comes to like the, the conspiracy uh, conspiracy theory stuff. He said a lot of weird things. Uh, let's see if I can pull up what he was saying. I know he said a lot about uh, vaccines. Very strongly anti-vax, I know that much. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that was one of the big things at the rally. He was like, oh. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, what else did he say at the rally? Because I remember him saying something that we we both looked at each other like, what the fuck did he just say? Um, well, well the, his his uh, the, his guy passing out pamphlets was saying, oh, he just wants them to be tested like we test fish for mercury. Like we don't already go through like insane amounts of testing for, for vaccines. I don't know, the, that whole realm is just... I understand it, it's difficult knowing that the pharmaceutical industry isn't really there to help people. You know, their main goal Process. is to make money. So, you know, yeah, they uh, it's easy for conspiracy theories to, to thrive in that setting. Um, but at the end of the day, the scientists, the people that have studied and worked their whole lives to figure these things out, I'm going to believe them 
And right. I think they would say something if something crazy was going on. All right. So do you think he's mostly just running on the fact that he's a Kennedy? Oh yeah, because that's what I very he, much. That's that's the vibe I got. Is like his website says I'm a Kennedy Democrat. Yeah, he's uh, that was he's, those were the signs that yep. they were handing out. Remember? Yeah, yeah. He's uh he's doing it for the the campaign money. He's he's getting uh, donations, and I'm sure not all of it is going to get used. What's he going to do with it afterwards? Just roll it over into a pack. Yeah, roll it over into a pack, and then yeah. Maybe he's oh, going to buy more weights. More weights and less t-shirts. Maybe do Maybe. some more bench pressing on camera. <laughs> yeah, the guy oh, strikes cool. me as odd. Uh, his mannerisms, like everything about him is kind of weird. Cat. He, he's always talking like he's lost his voice, too. I don't know so, if that's a thing. It, he has a degenerative he's... issue with his vocal cords. Oh, oh well. Yeah. 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 Well, that's too bad. No. But I did notice that even some of the folks who were more conservative in the crowd were playing to his answers. You know what I mean? They were clapping along and 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 cheering along to his to his can spam that he was, you know, dishing out and they loved it. So, I mean, do I think that he could take some of the votes away from Trump like they're saying? I mean, moderates? Maybe. Moderates, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Only time will tell. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see here. Got some more. Ugh, so much. It's absurd. Um, okay, so we did a bit of labor rights, did a bit of campaign stuff. Um, one thing. Oh, this is one. Two things. I'm sorry. From uh, last week is uh, I got to correct the record. It's uh, immigrant on immigrants and military service. The path to citizenship is not a guarantee mm. like I thought it was I, at least that's what, how it was framed when it was explained to me is that it's it's going it was that's probably like recruiter bullshit so but. yeah that's I I've always heard of it as like yeah if you join you're guaranteed yeah service guarantees stuff. citizenship would you like to know yeah. more <laughs> uh, okay so let, there's that and another thing that I mentioned at the end that we didn't get into was it was on uh, climate change. Specifically, there are six senators. Do you want to guess if they're Democrats or Republicans? You want know, you know to guess? Uh, is this, regarding, is this a bad thing about regarding climate change uh, in a positive way. So Sanders, okay, so technically not Democrat, but still. Uh, Warren, uh, Markey, also the junior from um, Massachusetts, Heinrich from New Mexico, White House from Rhode Island, and Merkley from Oregon. They issued a joint resolution to the Treasury to give stronger guidance to financial institutions to address climate change risks. Um, the Treasury, uh, in their response, did not address any specific concerns. But under Secretary Yellen's leadership, uh, the Department of the Treasury has uh, climate change has always been at the forefront in uh, for the for the secretary. And I think the uh, the joint resolution was more stronger guidance on how does, you know, like home loans, insurance, how do those things work in like Florida, for example? Um, it's like a consumer protection kind of thing. So like protecting consumers who live in lose property yes. or something like that in Florida are quote unquote uh. uninsurable. If it's helping normal working class people, yeah, that's great. But yeah. 
that money's just bailing out, you know, the, the mega developments, then I don't know. But it, I, I hate to be the pessimist, but like, does it matter if fucking Miami's underwater five years from now? <laughs> like, I mean, definitely. One thing is that it's not just for coastal regions. Like for me, I'm in Arizona, obviously it gets hot as shit here. So one one thing that we have that's a concern here is uh, damage from heat and from the sun. So mm, if yeah. those things get worse, what happens? What happens to my home? What do I do? What do we like? What's the um, what do insurance policies do about those kinds of things? So that's what the uh, that's what the resolution is about. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I just uh, I hope that they're taking the average American into consideration, which we, you know, we know they aren't. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, those people, though. Yeah, Sanders and Lauren. Lauren. Yeah, it is a good group of people. Yeah, this is true. So I'm. Hope- I just hope for I'm me, I, I'm hopeful, and I hope that it actually helps folks. And there's some kind of retroactive application to it. Because I know there's tons of people hurting right now yeah. from those issues. From hurricanes. Yeah, hurricanes. Are, I mean, even then, just like like you were saying, I know folks in Arizona who have had their AC unit melt yeah. down. And, you know, all of a sudden had to shell out a bunch of money to do that that they weren't expecting. The shit ain't cheap. No, no, it ain't. No. Did it? Did it do anything? Did they have anything else in the resolution? Uh, yes. They called for the IRS to enforce, to check the political activity from nonprofit organizations uh, that check their, check their, uh, what they're doing. Are they, pol- if they're politi- politically active, then they're not a nonprofit anymore. It's one thing. And another was the special, special interests that are, funding climate change denial oh man that's definitely we that's, that's exactly a big one yeah that's a very big one yes so oh. it did um eighty thousand. was it eighty thousand irs agents over the next 10 years um i think i think that was the number i think yeah Some, somewhere in right. that neighborhood 70 to 80 somewhere in there somewhere around there but yeah that's what they want the irs to start doing i think that's a good thing always a good oh, thing man. Speaking of climate change denial, can I shout out one of my local senators? Uh, yeah, uh, Senator Mike Thompson. Uh, because of him, I, I got an A on one of my papers at school uh, <laughs> because I had to uh, talk about how local uh, politics uh, was being influenced by like climate change propaganda and, and like different things. I'm like, oh, how am I going to do that? Dude, did some Googling. Turns out old, old Mike is spreading climate misinformation on Facebook. And he's a meteorologist. Um, that veers no, out of that's sad. That's disinformation. He's he knows better. Oh, he's yeah, doing yeah. that shit oh, yeah, on purpose. Definitely. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah, hundred percent disinformation. So that's really douchey. All right. Yeah. Look, another climate change thing. There were there was a considerable amount of rainfall over the weekend last weekend in New York. It was such that. A sea lion was able to swim out of the, I think it's the uh, Brooklyn or Bronx Zoo, something like that. The the Bronx Zoo. Yeah, it's the Bronx Zoo. A sea lion, a female sea lion swam out and she was uh, playing around. And uh, that's kind of a a good thing in a way. (laughs) New York isn't isn't equipped for 
like that much rain at one time. Oh, I, I just think... mean the escaping, escaping oh, animal. Like, yeah, the sea lion. Regaining its freedom. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Um, what's interesting to me is the fact that, like, so if you watched specifically CNN, MSNBC, if you watched, you know, mainstream media, you got the sense that, holy shit, New York is underwater. Oh, yeah. Like, there's there's water everywhere, right? But you talk to folks on the ground there, and it was really only in localized areas that yeah. were having yeah. flooding issues. Do they need to get a handle on it? Oh, absolutely. Because if they think it's bad now, oh, it's they got another thing coming. Oh, yeah. It's going to get way worse. The governor said that it's this should be the new normal that New Yorkers should expect, like the people in the city expect this more and more and yeah i think it's probably a city planning thing uh get more i don't know equip yourselves to handle a lot of water all at once equip themselves what what are they going to do put flotation devices on the subway Uh, ditches in the sewer or like um i'm trying to think like tokyo has storm drains everywhere and the way that the streets are shaped it sort of they're they're um convex so that the water runs to the sides and goes directly into the storm drains for one thing interesting i i feel like there's a business opportunity in the next uh decade uh you know how they have like the the e-scooters and bikes that you can rent out uh they're they're just gonna have to set up uh, scuba rentals canoes yeah oh that's a good one yeah gondolas on broadway (laughs) Uh, I think I saw that Venice is too far underwater that it's not habitable anymore. Oh, I did see that the water was getting so nasty that yeah. most people didn't even want to do the the little gondola rides and stuff anymore. Is, it was is just... that... It's getting mixed with the sewage. Yeah, yeah. I, the same thing happened in the UK, right? Aren't uh, Basically, they let companies just dump whatever they want in the rivers. And obviously, they, they do it here too, but... Um, I think a lot of it is yeah I think a lot of it is that there was a time period where they were unrestricted just dumping whatever the fuck they wanted to into the river and I think now they're they're basically just facing that uphill challenge of how the hell do we fix this when we've let it go for hundreds of years Um, I mean I live in western Nebraska and I mean there's stories here of you know, them dumping all kinds of stuff in the into the Platte River in the 40s and 50s. So, yeah, I mean, it's probably a more widespread issue than we think about. Okay, let's keep rolling. Okay, we did climate change. One thing on immigration that came out today. So there was, it's, they're breaking ground on more, sections of the border wall and uh naturally because it's under biden administration everyone's assuming that it's his like his doing or his choices and uh but that's not the case the announcement came out yesterday in uh january when uh, biden took office his vow was that no more american taxpayer dollars will be diverted to construct a border wall and then home uh the secretary of um homeland security Alejandro Mayorkas 
uh, he said, no, there are, there's no new administration policy with respect to border walls. From day one, this administration has made clear that a border wall is not the answer. So, to, so they clarified that the funds were appropriated during the Trump administration and they are legally bound to use them for that purpose and that they made we have repeatedly asked congress to rescind this money but it has not done so and we are compelled to follow the law and trump is like trying to claim this as a victory like yeah see i told you walls work sleepy joe's doing it i think that's pretty cut and dry it is <laughs> uh it's you know it's so how much does this say about our political process that Trump can get away with lying about shit like this and nobody... Yep, that's exactly what I was going to bring up. Yeah, because nobody knows any better. All they're going to see is Biden administration breaks ground on new sections of border wall. It, it comes down to my favorite thing in the world, media literacy. <laughs> you can't just trust everything you see. You can't trust... <laughs> Yeah, I, I will get to if I'll, I'll get crazy the more I talk about this, but we really need more uh, uh, pushes on on educating the public on how to uh, interact with media. And obviously, there's a reason why that wasn't taught from young ages, but we'll see where how far we can get. I, I am 100 percent with you, man. Look, I there have always been this like, oh, we got to teach kids home ec and we got to teach kids this and we got to keep. All right, teach kids how to fucking vote. Yep. Teach kids about the police. And more than the just BS, like, government class, American government civics. class and everybody, civics yep. or whatever. I mean, an actual, like, this is how politics works. This is how our government works. Because 90% the, the of our problems in the United States could be solved with just people knowing how the hell the government works. Yeah, how it That's works. That's it. And participatory. Yeah. Like, people don't participate because it's this mysterious thing. Or they only show they up get once it. every four years. Yeah. Again, because it's a mysterious yeah. thing that they don't understand. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if everyone understood how everything worked, how power worked, how authority worked, how our government worked. And it, this it that bureaucracy. We'd all... A little bit of oh, this yeah. bureaucracy of how, how the funds were... They were set, they were earmarked, you know, years ago. I think they, I think it was like five, five or six years ago. And they're just now getting to the point where they're going to be used. But I mean, I want to read the headline, get mad and then go shit on Biden on Reddit. I thought that's what we're supposed to do. Isn't that what civics class is about? Go, go to our politics and talk yeah. shit about Trump or something. <laughs> it might be here in Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, How familiar are you guys with the history of uh, uh, the Great Wall of China? Didn't didn't invaders just like go over it? Didn't they just find a different way? <laughs> like, the Mongols did get through. Well, the Mongolians, excuse me, did end up getting through yeah. it. And yeah, it was I, also like it was built over a thousand years. I mean, it was it took a it long wasn't time. Just, it took a long time. Like, the border wall is like. A, like a, a group of five-year-olds being like hey how are we gonna fix this thing let's just let's just build a wall like then they can't get over here right like that's how it works but in reality that's that's not it's it's a much more complicated situation and obviously i'm on the side of uh i understand why there is this immigration and i understand yeah you know the 
the deeper things that most mainstream media doesn't. We talked about talk that about. last week. Was yeah, did, the root yeah, yeah. the root causes of this shit is yeah most certainly not just to come take somebody's job or I don't know yeah, yeah. and none of that type of or it's really I had this argument with somebody in like 2013 or 14 don't recall but uh the guy was talking about you know well oh they're criminals by definition and he kept emphasizing that and okay well let me let me try laying it out to you this way i'm gonna go into your neighborhood and i'm gonna start cutting people's heads off this is not this is not figurative i'm literally going to cut people's head off are you gonna stick around you're just gonna sit there and wait and let me expand on that the, po the police are not coming because I gave them a lot of money. They're not going to come help you. No one's going to help you. You're just going to sit there and wait. Hopefully I get too tired and don't cut your head off. It's ridiculous. Man, that's a, honestly an interesting way to think about it. Um, it's it's the it's the it doesn't it's not happening to me. So, yeah. you know, what do you uh, mean a lot world of hunger? I ate breakfast this morning. What do you mean there's world hunger? Yeah, a lot of this really just comes from privilege, right? Yes. People don't understand how good we really have it here. This was a wealthy man that lived in Malibu, and he worked oh. for Microsoft as a senior engineer. Naturally, he had, he had a lot of money. Right. So on the thing with the wall, this you know, like I said, people are going to read the headline and try to go dunk on you know their political opponents on social media, and nobody's going to read the fucking article. Where Homeland, nope. the Secretary of Homeland Security says specifically says this is not our doing. We have to follow these rules, just the way that Trump fucked up the negotiations to withdraw from Af Afghanistan, and we followed through with his plan. This is what we're doing. Sorry that he sucked, and we we're just following the rules. Wait, so are they going to talk about this on like Fox News? Be like, <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm starting to like this Biden guy a little bit. <laughs> It won't be like they like him. It'll be like this, like the, he finally learned. He learned like, you know, what's the right oh, way to yeah. do things. Yeah, yeah. His uh, stupid open, his open border policy didn't, uh, wasn't succeeding. But actually there's, I want, I'm going to make the most awesome segue ever. Watch. So you were, uh, Moises, you mentioned that there needs to be a way, that, uh, that people need to be taught it educated, informed on how politics, government works. There yeah. is actually an iconic musician who pretty close to his death mentioned something about that, that children need to be taught how, uh, how political doublespeak and the way that a politician lies to your face and but you think that he's on your side. And that was Tupac Shakur. So there was a development in his case, Dwayne Davis, known as Keefe D, uh, he was, quote, long suspected by police, end quote, in killing Tupac. But uh, he, Keefe D has been making, he's been going like onto media, uh, radio shows, podcasts and stuff, talking about the killing with, well, while giving details that only someone who did it or was there would know. And that's how he got caught, finally. <laughs> he snitched on himself, basically. He did. He gave himself up. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to date myself a little bit. I never thought this one was going to get any kind of traction. 
I never thought anything was going to come out of the Tupac thing. Or the Biggie having one. Grown, or the Biggie one. Like, having grown up, you know, on the East Coast in the 90s. Yeah. You know, you, you, that's one that you never thought anything was going to come to light on. And then all of a sudden, randomly in October 2023, here we go. Keefy D. They got Tupac's Keefy D. And what's crazy to me is that it's not even like, he's not, they're not, we're not saying he's the one who pulled the trigger. And he I was think that's in the stick. truck of yeah, the people. Yeah, he was who just did. in the truck. Mm-hmm. But he did. He did have the, the the gun that was used was his, or he supplied it. Whether or not he pulled the trigger is immaterial at this point. Yeah, yeah. Dang, that's it was. Oof. I didn't. I knew you know like the high level details, like it was a retaliation. Tupac and Suge Knight. They were at the Mike Tyson fight. Uh, Suge Knight is, he either is a blood or he is affiliated, associated with the bloods. And by, so by extension, Tupac is too. And they beat up Keefe D's nephew and they are Crips. So it was a gang violence in a way. <sighs> Especially but, in that time period, man. Yeah, yeah the, the East Coast, West Coast thing was, was rough. It was rough there for a few years, man. People were dropping like the flies. <laughs> I mean, uh, junior Mafia. Oh. Uh, going to war with uh, Tupac's, Tupac's guys. Yeah. That yeah, was pretty wild. much. Uh, but I grew up on the East Coast, and then I grew up in Miami for high school. You know, I went down there for high school. People think that, like, this gang violence is... People who live out here where I live now, people think that gang violence and stuff like that is just like, oh, it's what they talk about in rap songs, or it's like this otherworldly no, thing. That shit's real. No, that shit's real. Very, very that real. That shit's real. Oh, yeah. The neighborhood I grew up in, I think, was, I believe. You got to cut that thing out at the root, like policing and the, like that type of shit's not going to fix this stuff. These people need ways yeah. out. Help yeah. Communities, maybe, like putting money into. Yeah kind of thing funding schools for where Ooh. specifically where they're underperforming uh but yeah yeah there is more gun violence unfortunately that i wanted to bring up in new mexico <sighs> this 23 year old living 23 year old garbage uh he shoots a man jacob johns he's a native american from the seattle tacoma area he's a he's an activist that goes with he was there in uh, Espanola, New Mexico, during a, for a protest of, where they were going to erect a statue of Juan de Onate, the colonial governor from Spain. And he was quite brutal. And that was in uh, circa 1600. And yep, jo- uh, Jacob Johns was there and this dumb kid shot him. He was in critical condition. I read today that he's stable. So that's good. Oh, good to hear that, man. Because, yeah. like, wasn't he supposed to speak at the UN? Like, he, right yeah, he after? was a, a UN ambassador, like, like one of those specialty ambassadors. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw that the headline I saw was that he was going to be speaking. Because um, I know, I, I know of Jacob Johns prior to this specifically because of his climate work and his yes. indigenous climate work that's what it is, um, is indigenous climate activism that's what he was going to go to the un for yeah so it's i'm glad to hear that he's doing uh you know he's in stable condition 
uh, a 23 year old kid who probably can't even fucking pronounce the name of the guy whose statue he was riled up about them. Yep. You know, pro having the gall to protest, man. How many 23-year-old douchebags are rolling around the country with firearms now? Yeah. Like, let's have that conversation. And a chip like, on their shoulder just, about it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. The, the, the need to prove themselves. <laughs> Bryson, you're younger than me. Like, I think we've had this conversation on, I think, in the car. <laughs> uh, about how, like, I feel like there's there's this disconnect like there's younger the younger generations especially on the quote-unquote toxic masculinity side it's either they're all in <laughs> or they're out like they, there's no in between anymore these kids are you know there's a lot more toxicity you can't be half Just, in on a red hat oh god hey, that's, oh, which yeah, is what he was wearing in his fucking like the picture that they showed of him. He's had a MAGA hat on. Now, I watched the video. Uh, it was yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, very that, unfortunate. That that's a tough subject to talk about for with the amount of time we have. You know, masculinity and <laughs> uh, obviously, I, I think it is a. It, it's used by some people. Uh, I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't say used. It, it looks like it's m manipulated in a way by certain people to use for gain uh, certain. Uh, I feel like I'm talking nonsense. No, uh, Andrew Tate and his Hustlers University. That's exactly yeah, what yeah, you're talking exactly. about. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if uh, uh, it's monetary gain, uh, that whole like alt right pipeline, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, the, 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 the Joe Rogans, the Jordan Petersons, uh, oh, Stephen Crowder. Yeah, and they know, they're making money off of it. Yeah, they know and, what they're doing. But I think when it really comes down to it, that toxic masculinity, I think, comes from insecurity. Yep. 100%. They're not okay with something about themselves. Like, oh, I need to be as muscly as I can because that's how I'm going to protect myself. Like, okay, protect yourself from what? Right. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, these guys are probably like crying themselves to sleep because of some something that happened in their life or like they're not getting what they want. You know, it's, it's just looks like a, a ch child having a tantrum. They're um, being told think... that the that society is taking their identity from them. And this this solution that I'm offering you of masculine masculinity, excuse me that's you need to retake it by force if necessary exactly. you have to yeah. take this back because no one's gonna and, let you have it they're gonna make you into a little uh soy boy cuck beta male or whatever this this is a sign of growing fascism too yeah um if you look whoever's listening right now uh google uh joseph goebel's first speech uh as <laughs> as uh, as um propaganda minister of, of nazi germany it was called uh german women or something like that yep and it and it talks yeah. about women are becoming too masculine men are becoming too feminine and that's the problem men need to be men and women need to be women and you look at what's happening in Weird. western society today 
I wonder who, they're just copying the old playbook. They're just like, oh, oh absolutely. Well, yeah. Yeah. They're not reinventing that wheel. They're just hopping back on it, man. Like, uh, hold on. I'm going to pull it up right now. I'm looking. They're just calling it a it's... Lambo wheel. I think that's what it is. Because <laughs> Lambos There's and it. shit, that's, that's what makes you a man is having a lot of money and uh, making, making women into prostitutes. So there's a documentary that was recently added to Netflix. Um, is it on Tate? It is. No, it is actually on Nazi Germany. Um, but it is actually about, I do, you know, weird Netflix documentary about Nazi Germany because there aren't like a million of them on there. That's a whole nother. <laughs> That's a whole nother conversation. Um, but it's it's called Ordinary Men. Ordinary. Okay. Ordinary Men, the Forgotten Holocaust. Um, and it's actually about, it's a psychological like examination of like, how did they get all these ordinary Germans to carry out yeah. mass atrocities? And what you start realizing right away after watching this documentary for five or six minutes is that a lot of these guys weren't even party loyalists. <laughs> they were they you know they weren't hardcore anything these guys were just literally ordinary citizens who found themselves in those situations so w when we see these parallels between like what you were just talking about this nazi speech from some douchebag in the 40s suddenly becoming relevant again dude it's yeah it's chilling yeah. It's chilling. Like I have two teenage daughters and it scares the shit out of me to think about what their generation might have to deal with when they're our age. Just absolutely terrifying. Not if we have anything to say about it, right? <laughs> oh, I, absolutely, dude. That's, that's the reason I sweat my, sweat my ass off doing weird shit in the Iowa State Fair. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to be the end of this part of our second episode uh we were in the zone like i'm we were in the zone and we went on for quite a while so this is part one um part two is going to be following uh as quickly as, as soon as i can get it out to you um the overall points that i'm that i make at the end of every lux media show if you could please you know like interact with our social media posts uh subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platforms and all the all the internet shit I, I don't i don't know you don't you don't need me to keep barking the shit at you thanks for listening uh we had a lot of fun recording this we're gonna keep doing this so if there's something that you want us to talk about or something you want to hear more about please let me know i would mo love nothing more than to get a topic from you and discuss that and you know or you could just comment on anything that i had to say I, you know, kind of go off the cuff a little bit, but whatever. I'm here for it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Progressive Patriots Podcast. If you have any questions or comments on what was discussed, if you have a topic you'd like to hear about, or if there's a correction that you would like to offer for our CTR portion, you can call or text our anonymous, unattended phone line at 833-589-7637. That's 833-LUXPODS. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lvxmedia.net.